Welcome to The Chicken Lady and That Gay Farmer. Two unlikely farmers sit down to kibitz about life, farming, and food in a rural California town. I'm Cody Nicholson Stratton. I'm Vanessa Gray. Welcome back. Or I'm the chicken lady. It's been a, it's been a hot second. <laughs> it is. Actually, we really this like is, a second. That, yeah, and <laughs> we're doing this one in succession because we've previously recorded. Uh, we've done this a few times. We've done this a few times, and it turned out last time we just sat here for two hours chatting away thinking we were recording something and nothing. No go. There was nothing on the computer. But it was fun anyway. So now we're very apprehensive. <laughs> we're so we keep looking again. at the screen to make sure the green lines are moving. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We we're got good. This. this week, we're going to talk about life in a small town. We live in the town of Ferndale, California, which is on the north coast of California. And there's about 1,200 people here. As Vanessa's an outside outsider to a town that's predominantly families who've been here for, some case, some cases, over 100 years. And while I've been here for my entire life and my family's been here for seven generations as a gay jew i'm a bit of an outsider as well so we're going to talk a little bit about what that's like vanessa go ahead and kick it off tell me about moving to ferndale moving to ferndale okay so we my husband and i are originally from nevada that's where we met and fell in love yada yada came <laughs> to happy story okay yeah yada yada you know <laughs> yada, like, yada, yada. we're not gonna get into all of that um good times <laughs> And so we ended up moving to California. We came to Humboldt County. We lived in Redway, which was south of here. Um, Southern Humboldt, about 15 years ago, was a different place. A lot of pot. Marijuana <laughs> was going for $4,000 a pound. We didn't partake in that kind of uh, industry. We had normal jobs, but we know people that still do, and that's fine. Um, just living there was kind of a, it was a culture shock. Coming from Nevada and knowing that you could just go to jail for having a seat in your pocket to Humboldt County where people are smoking pot out of a soda can in front of the laundromat was a kind of a big, like, wow, we've kind of arrived at the Wild West. This is fantastic. <laughs> so we live there. We decide to start a family. We move a little bit farther away from town. We live in a place called Piercy. Very beautiful. Lots of redwoods. Lots of wildlife. We had Really um, remote. We had black bears, we had mountain lions, we had bobcats, we had squirrels. I mean, it was just a really cool. We had apple trees and a cool garden, and that was my first, I guess, my first introduction to gardening and kind of that kind of lifestyle. It was really like, get out there and get dirty and raise this food and kind of eat homesteading it. homesteading It was neat, lifestyle. yeah. It was yeah. really cool. No chickens because there were a lot of predators. I didn't think about chickens while we lived out there. Um, however, flash forward in time, we find a place in Ferndale, which we never thought of. Like, we were looking at other places. We're in Eureka. There's McKinleyville. And then we're passing through, and we're like, oh, what about Ferndale? Because it's such a cute little quaint town, and it seems so tight-knit that you don't even think to – that it's a positive – like, you don't even feel like it's so – It seems a, so isolated yeah. and, like, insular, and property values are kind of ridiculous It is kind of crazy. And yeah. so we didn't even think that anything would be available. And it was, and it all worked out. So moving here, we had a chicken coop. Um, pretty much need to put some chickens on it. I mean, obviously, how can you not? If you've got a coop, you and need to And we live birds. in Ferndale now. Like, we can be farmers. Yeah. This can be, this is what we're going to do. And um, coming in, it was really interesting to see just how, yeah, how everybody knew everybody and how there's street names named after people. And you meet them and you're like, oh, Regley, that's, okay, that's your street right there. Not that they <laughs> own the street, but, you know, it's like you just meet all the people and that they've been here for generations. And I think that's really neat. Um but yeah, coming in as an outsider was, I don't feel like it was hard for us because I don't really care what people think. And I wasn't here to make friends, but I was here to make sure that my kids got ingrained into 
the town and had a good time like growing up. And I think coming in with kids probably makes it a little different. Because it probably helps. They integrate into the school and then they do. And then you... all of a sudden I'm volunteering, and then all of a sudden I meet you guys. And Thomas talks me into being a 4-H leader. And Thomas is my husband. Oh my god, he was the former 4-H uh, ex- agent, extension yeah. agent for the county. And so he is very good at talking people into doing things that they necessarily didn't even think of or maybe don't even want to do. And as Vanessa had chickens, clearly she needed to be I'm the chicken leader. I'm clearly an expert, right? I should be teaching other people about chickens. And um, so, yeah, coming in was really neat. It's really cool to have that kind of tight-knit, close, small-town feel because uh, one time my son – I'm. I guess Gabriel, we can say his name, why not? Um, he's he's 14 now, but at the time I think he was like 12 or 13, and they kind of run around town. There's not a whole lot to do. Um, and they were at the park and had gotten on top of the dugout. Someone had called the cops, probably someone who donated money for the new roof or whatever it was. And uh, when he got home that day, he was telling me that the cops had come, and I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Firecracker, you know, but he was like, oh, we're just sitting on top of the roof. Like, you know, whatever, we're good kids. And then about a week later, the weekly paper comes out and it says how a cop had got called to go deal with some hooligans at the park. <laughs> and my husband jokingly said, hey, Gabe, I didn't know the cops came looking for you or whatever. You're in the paper. And he's like, oh, my God, am I in the paper? And it was. He was really, really in the paper. Was. So that's really nice knowing that, like, your kids can't really get away with anything. No, it's not possible. Growing up here, your family knew what you'd done before you got home from school. It was, there's no getting awesome. away with anything. I mean... So that was our experience. You tell us about your experience. I mean, well, kind of going off yeah. of that, just my husband and I have the tiny farmer, our son, who so just turned cute. one. Super adorable. And my husband's not from here. He's from Eastern Oregon originally, rural farming community up there. And uh, my mother-in-law was visiting and was walking down Main Street, Ferndale, with the tiny farmer. And one of the shop owners came out and stopped her and wanted to know, who she was and why she had our kid because they didn't recognize her and they thought maybe she was trying to steal the baby. Was, Don't steal a baby. No, but it's nice to be in a town where like people look out for people you. look out for you. You know, at Veterans Day, I walked up and down Main Street Ferndale from one end of town to the other multiple times because everyone just kept taking the baby and they're like, Oh, it's Cody and Tom's baby. We'll just take him this way. And I was like, Oh, there goes my baby again. I Where's, go, the baby? Where's the baby? Oh, there he is. And back to the cemetery and then back to the veterans building. I was like, I'm going to work out. I'm tired. I just, <laughs> just want my baby. Just give me my baby back. But it is nice to have that kind of community vibe where you know that someone's there to help. It you, is. You have that kind of nice outreach and it's really yes. awesome. And growing up here, you know, I didn't come out until I was in college officially. Um, and then when I did, it was like, everyone's like, yeah, we know. Because everybody knew. Everyone knew. No one cared. You were the last to know. Yeah. They're like, you could have just told us when you were in high school. It would have been fine. It was no big secret. Um, <laughs> and everyone's just, you know, you think like farming town where everyone's, you know, I mean, there's definitely like, not to generalize or, you know. There's Trump stickers everywhere, oh, sure. and, but no one cares. Everyone's like fine with it. You know, I still somehow get stuck being the representative for the local dairy industry on the trade association board and people vote, you know, that you would probably, you know, just taking a look out on the street would be like, oh, they wouldn't be supportive. They're still voting for me and choosing yep. me to be the person that goes to the Capitol and talks about issues facing dairy so that gay jewish farmer yeah you know representing the representing peeps, the peeps. representing the peeps all, all two jewish families in town <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a lot of us too um yeah i mean 
I think everyone's been, they're more interested in who you are as a person and, you know, what you contribute to the local community and the industry than, you know, the fact that you're gay. Sure. Um, and I also, you know, I think a lot of times we forget, you just kind of have to meet people where they are and, you know, people, everyone's trying, yeah. um, you know, maybe they're not using all the right terminology and they don't say the right thing all the time, but you can tell they're making an effort and that's all you can ask, you know, rather than being upset that maybe they didn't say something right or that maybe the question wasn't quite appropriate. Um, <laughs> it's, I think we all need to really back off. I feel like it's okay to be uncomfortable. It's so it's okay, okay to be uncomfortable. And you know and what? It's okay to have those hard questions and make is. people uncomfortable. And people get so upset about it. I'm like, you know, I would rather be uncomfortable and have someone ask me that hard question or the question I'm like, mm, that's really kind of weird and be able to answer it for them. And then them, you know, learn from that experience and go forward than not. And, you know, them continue, someone to just continue holding some preconception or misconception. Uh, I mean, the other day I got stopped and asked about challah and I was like, Hala! Hala! which if you don't know, it's the braided bread that you eat at Shabbat and the holidays. It's delicious. It's so good. But someone was stopped and they asked me, like, is it appropriate if I put Canadian bacon on it? I was like, well, are you cooking it with Canadian bacon and serving it to somebody? Or are you just taking it later and making a sandwich? What's happening here? Because yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And they were asking about making breakfast sandwiches. I was like, go for it. That's fine. Yeah. Don't don't like stuff Canadian bacon in it and then, you know, go serve it at Shabbat and think it's going to be fine. Yeah. You, know? you can't no, give pork to your peeps. give pork to the peeps. You know, people don't <laughs> want pork um, or they might, but they're not going to eat it. So at least tell people. But, you know, it's fine. Like. I'm happy to answer those questions and tell people what it is rather than yeah. not not know and just carry on with an ignorance. You know, no one wants to carry on in ignorance. <laughs> and then you're serving Canadian bacon. And then you're serving Canadian bacon to Jews. And <laughs> it's just Passover a bad... and it's just a terrible disaster. Oh my God. That was two years ago. I think uh, so. Yeah. A friend of ours. Teal, we love you. It still makes us laugh. She uh, brought bacon-wrapped like asparagus and Brussels sprouts and was so proud of it. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I mean, it was totally cool. I mean, the most of the people were goys, so, or Gentiles, you know, yeah. not Jews. So it was fine. There are plenty of people it got, wanted eaten. To eat. it got eaten, but I was just like, oh, cool. I don't pass on the bacon. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been to Hanukkah parties where there's bacon in the matzo soup, so whatever. Well, you're um, not very orthodox. God, no, we're, I'm super unorthodox. Like, you really can't be. No, oh, no. They be don't let you. No. Because of your... There are some gay orthodox now yeah some of the sects are like accepting well, of it nice. but yeah it's great for them come on into our I'm, century I'm let's not, do it let's get, let's get with the times let's get with the times um, people that is not me we belong to like a reform synagogue so we're like pretty unorthodox you know i may eat shrimp once in a while because it's so good, it's good. <laughs> i don't keep fully you only kosher. have one life i only have one life you know you what life. Yeah, it's fine. You're only, you do you. Do you. you do you. That's that's all you got to do. Yeah. So just try not to be a shitty person. But let me, let's kind of explain the generational thing that you have going on in Ferndale. And just yeah. how neat it is that, so there's a museum here and a lot of the stuff there is donated by the families that still live there's, in the area. My uncle is currently the president of the museum. Awesome. Of course. <laughs> my great uncle. Um, yeah, you know, there's just like families have been here for so long. My family's been here since the 1860s um they actually were the first 
white people to settle <laughs> colonizers <laughs> just settle on the island cock robin island cock robin oh island oh favorite. my god it's so perfect for gay farmers oh my god pirates oh my you god be gay pirates gay out there pirates. it floods so it's, it's appropriate yeah it does um and so that's where they settled originally it's out in the mouth of the river and uh you know now seven generations later we're still here farming the same land it's just pretty cool you know I think it's I mean, awesome. if you're in farming it's kind of cool to see like something that's passed on that many generations and cows too yeah you have a whole yeah line. we have a whole line of cows they've been in the family since the 1920s um and so we've really not brought in any females um it's been a pretty much closed herd that whole time so it's just like a really old cow family that we have you know it's cool to have that kind of tradition and history within a family and you see that you know throughout this valley there's a lot of families that are old that have been here a long time that have you know a lot of history and it's really cool to see that i think it's great you know we're not a we're not a street name family because no. we don't live on any special little roads we're on like a main road and yeah nothing there's no street us. name after you no, guys but that's fine we we like to kind of keep our there little... might be a norcunas one day we'll see do it yeah. let's see how prolific i am with these chickens right <laughs> these chickens she's the best chicken farmer best we ever had, <laughs> had let's name a street after her even though my na- my last name actually isn't norcunas but that's okay. That's it could be gray. It could be gray. It could be gray. The gray. The gray. There is a Van S, which is almost my name. Van S Avenue. There is. That's, a, that's yes. close enough. That I'll is, take it. It's. I'll take it. You're good. <laughs> but I think it's neat. Um, growing up with a single mom and not having a whole lot of contact with my family, um, it, we didn't have those stories. We didn't have the treasured heirlooms getting passed down. I don't have any cool shit coming to me from my family. You know, it's not all cool shit. No, though. it's not all cool shit. Somebody's just junk that <laughs> you have to get rid of. Junk, you know, we've. I mean, there's some really cool shit in, like, the barns, but then there's also things, you know, as farms will be, things just accumulate over years. Stuff. And there's just stuff. Oh my God, and stuff. we live in the same house that my grandfather grew up in, um, and then I grew up in it, and now my husband and I are raising our son in it. Which you is know, so cool. It's super cool, except for it's a 100-year-old house, <laughs> and it has, like, the plumbing, you know, when... It flooded in 1964. My great-grandfather just, like, cut holes in the floor in places and pushed the silt under the house. So it's kind of, like, sitting on the ground. It's an old post and pier, like, foundation that's now kind of, like, resting on the ground. And there's just, like, the floors are all cattywampus. Yeah, there's some stuff. Yeah, we had a leak, and I had to tunnel under the house to get to it. And so it was, like, way the hell under there way the hell under there and i had to dig and it was just like this little tunnel it was like a fucking gopher crawling through there <laughs> and then so it ra- oh my god and it rained <laughs> before i could get the hole fixed so then it was just like i had to bail it out and be crawling through this like silty mud under the house and i found like the cats that went missing when i was a child <laughs> I mean, it was just like it was like god damn it it was an adventure it was such an adventure and people are always like oh old houses are so cool I'm like they are cool until something breaks and then it's not cool and you're finding like old pipes that have wires attached to them because that's how they grounded oh the gosh. electrical all the stuff 100 years do. ago oh my god and you're like am i supposed to touch this can i grab am this I pipe die? am i gonna die <laughs> like my grandpa I don't die down here. yeah my grandpa's like oh yeah don't you remember you know five years ago when your mom and dad were like getting shocked when they tried to take a shower because it was like arcing through. I'm like, no, why was that a thing? And they're like, oh, you fixed it. But it was just like, oh my God. How did that happen more than once? Right? Like, I'm really concerned. It's just old houses are crazy, but that's part of like, there's just shit in the house that's there's... like stuff. You're like, oh, 
what is this? And like my husband was he's like, what is this? Like, I don't know, something great grandma left here when she moved out. And he's like, how did it last this long? Like, Who knows? But Oh, I still haven't seen that picture that she had hung- hanging up. Oh, oh, that was a different great grandma. Oh, was it? Yeah, there's a there was this I still need to see it next time I go over there. Yeah, it's over. It's uh, Noah's Ark except for another great grandma got it at the Swedish Museum of Sex when she was in Stockholm. And so it's just all the animals and Noah and his wife just fucking. And so, <laughs> like, and we hang, we hang it very proudly at the top of our stairs when you go upstairs where the bedrooms are in our house. I can't believe you haven't either. It's actually very, like, tastefully done it's It's so tasteful it's tastefully done pornography (laughs) Um, you walk by and you're just like oh noah's ark and then you're like whoa 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 yeah look a little closer grandma ruth had that just it was in her guest bedroom like that's that's all i ever remember was that in her guest bedroom and so when she moved out me and my aunt fought over who got it because i was like i want that and so it's like I, I, to have it. I took it was the only thing i wanted so i took that and it went to like college with me it's been in like every house i've lived in it's awesome it's very because that's what they have to repopulate the earth yeah i mean right? all the little creatures gotta, they may not talk about it in the bible but that's what has to happen a shag. that's <laughs> so, the way it goes yeah but no i think like living in a small town there's definitely some benefits to it yeah. i feel good about raising child here like i'm happy that our son's gonna grow up in ferndale and that you know he'll basically go to the same school i went to i think and that's really neat it's gonna be you know there's some good teachers and the community is really supportive and i'm kind of looking forward to it's it it's awesome yeah it's, it's i feel really really lucky so every day i wake up and i get to see the sunrise out my kitchen window and i get to watch it set out my bedroom window it's like it's going a down really nice valley and just yeah, 10 minutes from the ocean. Yeah, it's not bad. God. It's nice and mild. It's just, you With know. global warming, it's going to be a paradise pretty soon. <laughs> or it'll be underwater. <laughs> or so, we'll be totally flooded. We'll be Either totally way. fucked. Either um, way. Yeah. All right, well. So that's what it's we, like. That's what it's like in the town of Ferndale. Um, it's a little bit rough. I would say, don't come here. We don't want it to get bigger. Come visit, for sure. Oh, my God. This is like people <laughs> Come visit, in this for town. sure. But don't move here. <laughs> Our town is very much touristy. There's great food. But this is the mentality of it people is. that live here. They're like, we should put a gate on that bridge. <laughs> There's people don't one get bridge here. coming There's into town. one bridge, which sucks when it floods because oh, you yeah. are stuck. But people are like, we should put a gate on that. And then we can just close it at night and keep people out. Don't let If you walk over our bridge, the cops will come to accost you. People will call the sheriff if they see anybody like walking over the bridge with a backpack or like on foot. And they will come and accost them. Like they're not even doing anything wrong. No, I'm, I'm. I've had people tell us like, oh, so this person was walking them. I'm like, maybe there's walking. Like, calm, maybe they just want calm the hell down, exercise. right? Like, people but do totally that. come to Ferndale. It I don't is, care if you move here; it's a great place. No, it's a great place. You know, there's been a lot of obviously, like a lot of people talk about it, like, oh, it's super racist or it's super, you know, homophobic. I feel like that's anywhere. I feel like that's anywhere, and honestly, obviously, yeah, I'm a gay farmer that lives here, and I don't feel like it's homophobic, so. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody's left like burning poop on your porch. Or... No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> nothing like that's happened. Nothing like that has happened. So that's awesome. We fine. <laughs> we good. We good. Well, let's. What is your happy ending of the week? Oh, my happy ending of the week. What was I going to say about that? Um, that I'm taking this writing class. I'm pretty excited about that. I've been writing a few stories, and it's been going really well. 
Nice. So I'm really excited to be back in class and, you know, working my brain and flexing my, my riding muscles. And it's been really great. Awesome. How about you? My happy ending is going to be that I sent a beef to the butcher this week. We've had this like long-term goal of starting to ship meat and do more direct market to consumers on our farm. And we just happened to have one that was finished. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to ever do it, do it now. So we took her in. She got harvested last week. Um, I have to go in this coming week and give them my cut list and you know what I'm going to have, turning all the chucks and the sirloin and that into grind because it's a lot of burger. Yeah. But I'm also getting to like make decisions about whether or not like percentages of fat and that, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's know. nice. Yeah, like how much. 80-20. We are doing an 80-20. I actually really. 80-20. I considered a 70-30. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, that'd be nice. But I think we're going to wait and do that on the next one. Because that'll be like more specialty type thing. But now we're doing it. So we're just like going down this path. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So I'm. Got to diversify. Going to diversify a little more. We're going to sell some more beef. Sell lambs this year. We're like really putting it all on our website. Now I get to deal with trying to keep track of inventory. And it's just one more like thing. Like you're not busy enough. It's like I'm not busy enough. But I'm pretty excited about it. That's like, awesome. I'm really stoked. So. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. You can catch us. Vanessa just waved goodbye. (laughs) Really good for this sort of medium. (laughs) Um, You can check me out at Foggy Bottoms Boys on Instagram as well as Facebook. You can check Vanessa out nowhere because she is not on Uh, social media. If you come to Ferndale, you might see me. You might see her. Walking down the street. The chicken lady. Leading her chicken down the street. Um, (laughs) You can... Also, email me at info at Foggy Bottoms Boys. Send me some questions that you might have for us to do in future episodes. Hopefully, in the next week, I will get a new or I'll get um, social media up for this podcast. But until then, we'll hopefully catch... we actually post these. Hopefully, we actually post We've these. We've got a few this has in been the bank. Two years <laughs> yeah. in the making with many in the bank. So, so far, so. it's just us hanging out with microphones. Microphones, not drinking anymore. So there's oh that. Oh my gosh, and there's that. Yeah. Anyway, until next week, shalom, shalom. Bye.